Welcome to the Soul Traveler Podcast, an exploration of conscious living with your host, Jennifer Mitchell of The Soul Experience. Join Jennifer as she explores the quantum realms of the subconscious mind and all aspects of spirituality. Driven by curiosity and a thirst for knowledge, topics will stretch the boundaries of your imagination and revive your mind, body, and soul. Hello, hello, Ellie Lee. Welcome to the Soul Traveler podcast. It's so lovely to have you on today. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here with you, Jennifer, and all your listeners. What an honor. I'm excited to see where this goes. Me too. So Ellie, you are a mystical life coach at Masters of Self University. I'd love if you could expand a little bit on your work and what exactly you do with your clients. Yeah, so I am a mystical life coach at Masters of Self University. And the crux of the work that I do on myself and what I coach people on is learning how to truly be an alchemist. And what does that mean? What does that look like? We teach you how to connect back to your innate divine power, how to open up your heart chakra, and how to dive into the pain and identify something we like to call programs that are running. So whether they're mental programs, emotional programs, behavioral programs, we start to identify it like, oh, these are things that are not the truth of who I am, but if unworthiness, shame, or guilt, or fear live within my fields and they get triggered, what do we do about it and how do we get to the root? And so we teach people how to do the step-by-step process on how to identify the programs you're running and getting to the inner child wound, getting to the root cause of why we are mentally and emotionally unwell or we're suffering. We teach you how to energetically transform it all with the power of your heart, which is direct connection to your soul And most of us live in our minds. That's where we're trapped. That's where this toxic patriarchy and the entire world has Mm -hmm. taught us to do is be in the mind, be in the mind, be in the mind. And everything that we teach is get out of your mind and drop into your heart, which is one of my mentor's biggest quotes, to come back to live as heart-centered beings. And so that's kind of like the gist of the work that I coach people on. I love it. And so much of that actually resonates. It's really interesting that you talk about programs. So I do quantum hypnosis. And oftentimes there's so many programs that we find running subconsciously. And as a practitioner, I do my own sessions and my own work as well. Just yesterday, I actually did a session with a fellow practitioner who does a different style of hypnosis. And, you know, I do the work. I've done so much of the work. But one thing that was a kind of like an aha moment for me, Ali, was just because I can honestly control alt deleted a program doesn't mean that it can't get relaunched. Mm. And so when we went into hypnosis, there was all of these programs that were running in the background. And I remember I come out of the session yesterday and I was like, I've already done the work on this. <laughs> and I started, but this got me to thinking. And so I think that oftentimes just we feel, or at least myself, I found that just, I thought that, okay, I've already done the work. I can move on. But things trigger us to your point about triggers and it kind of relaunches those programs and they start running again in the background subconsciously. And the subconscious mind, it has like so much to do with our day-to-day life that we don't even realize on a conscious basis. Yeah, so that's it right there, right? We get triggered and all of our programs get activated and most people stay at the surface, right? So most people, when they say, they, let's say you get triggered by anger and you're angry, well, they think like, well, that's it, I'm just angry. And it's like, no, there's a plethora of other programs that are running underneath that. Work right. that we teach is how to energetically transform all of it so that over time, that energy of, let's say, fear no longer exists because what you're doing is you're bringing the frequency of unconditional love to shame, to guilt, of unworthiness, to fear. And the more you do that, the more you open, the more you connect, the more you bring love 
to these lower mm-hmm. frequencies, they have no other choice but to begin to transform because that's how energy works, right? Energy never dies. It can only be transformed into something else. And so that's the work that we teach. And most people, you know, where I got stuck so many times in my journey was they teach you to release, to release, to release, to release. And I released for a long time and things would keep coming back because you're just releasing. And for the temporary moment, it's going away, but it always comes back because you're not transforming it. Mm -hmm. And so the work that we teach people is let's transform it so that it no longer exists in your fields. I love that. And, you know, you mentioned fear. That was the primary thing that I found was running in my background. I had a pretty difficult, challenging childhood, but that is now like the source of my strength and what I do and why I help people. But a lot of those programs have been relaunched and we're running in the background, all fear-based, fear of being seen, fear of being caught, like all these things that were just running in the background that were slowly just triggered. And we talk about triggers too. You mentioned one thing I saw, I was looking at your Instagram earlier, that actually kind of really kind of got me thinking was about triggers. And because I was thinking the same thing, is that a trigger is like this huge tsunami of like explosion and you start yelling and screaming and... But no, it can be smaller little things. Do you find that a lot with your clients that, you know, yeah, that there's like little things and then they finally just build up and explode? Yeah, I mean, people think that, you know, when you get triggered, it has to be this like tsunami. It has to be this wave that smacks you in the face. Mm-hmm. And you're triggered constantly all day. You just don't notice it because all we do is bypass and we numb and we push everything away. And when you start really doing the work on yourself, you'll see actually how many times you're triggered through the day. And the small ones are usually the ones that lead to some of the biggest inner child yeah. wounds that you have. And most people completely negate those or like say like, oh, it was nothing, right? I've had so many clients who go, yeah, but it was so little. And then we go into it and it surmounts to like them just bawling and going into mm-hmm. a really, really deep childhood wound that they have blocked out, mm-hmm. that they've hidden away, that they've pushed under the rug because it's painful, right? The society that we live in teaches us to not feel pain. So what we are masters at is suppressing pain, is avoiding pain, is numbing pain, is sexing it, drugging it, alcoholing it, Netflixing it, Mm -hmm. whatever it may be. And that's why collectively we are so emotionally fragile when in reality we are a powerful divine beings. And whether it's through our food, our uh, TV programs, news, water, everything, they numb us and keep us in fear and controllable because that's where we are so disconnected from the truth of who we are. I mean, if we all really connected and remember that we are divine beings of the light, it would be a very different situation and scenario and different. But I but I truly see like that's what this incarnation is, right, is this is the great awakening where many of us came here to awaken to who we really are and then doing the work to come back to ourselves. And, you know, my mentor always talks about this healing journey, this ascent of the fifth dimension. This is not a passive journey. It doesn't just go poof one day. Oh, my God, I'm enlightened. I'm in the fifth dimension. Like, no, there's a a lot of hard work that individually all of us need to do to heal those aspects of us that are less than divine and that are a couple of things that you said that I'd like to go back and touch on. Number one, food. (laughs) I myself find that I eat on autopilot Mm -hmm. when I sit down. I don't know where my mind goes. Like I go somewhere else and I realized this lately. I've struggled a lot with my weight. I've lost actually a lot of it, but I'm still struggling. And I noticed that I just eat on autopilot. Like, and it's so fast. It's so quick. I don't even realize half the time how much I've eaten, what I've eaten. And so you're saying that that can directly be linked to, you know, to childhood. 
right? And yeah. suppressing and numbing, oh, yeah. which I do agree. Yeah. So what tools and techniques maybe for someone who's just starting to realize that they have this pattern like me? I had like an aha moment the other day. I was like, I'm just eating on autopilot. Yeah. What would you say to people like that? Or like, where can they begin to start to do the work? So you're beautiful in the awareness of that because emotional eating, right? Or eating on autopilot is something we call a behavioral program, right? So that's just a physical manifestation or symptom to the emotional and mental programs that are running Mm -hmm. behind it, right? So most people go, you know, they just like, oh, I just eat too much. I'll go on a diet. And then we try to fix a behavior with another behavior. When in reality, it's like, no, it's not about fixing with another behavior and going on a diet or eating less or whatever it may be. It's what are the f- mental and emotional programs that are running that are causing you to eat on autopilot. So it's really about feeling into what energy you are in as you are eating uncontrolled or on autopilot. So yeah, the moment before you go and reach the food, drop in, go into stillness, yeah. open your heart. What's your mind saying about it? What triggered the situation for you to go and have this behavior? What are the emotions that you're feeling right now? That's all. Th- those are all arrows pointed to wounds. So when you take that moment before you do the behavior and you sit with yourself and you're like, what energy am I in right now? And what's going on? And why am I triggered? And why am I eating to, you know, let's be honest, emotional eating is a way that we feel better, right? Yeah. Whatever is going on. And because we're constantly getting triggered into things, we don't even know it. So like you said, it's the autopilot, it's just the grabbing of it. And it's like, before you do that, drop in. And when I say drop in, like connect to your heart, open and feel, feel and just start writing down like everything that you're feeling and everything that you're thinking. And the more you do that, and this is a process that we teach, the more you do that, you'll start to go, oh, I emotionally eat when work gets overwhelming or I emotionally eat when someone um, rejects me, whatever it may be. Like I, when I start getting anxiety about life, I'll go emotionally eat. I think that's mine right there. Cause yeah. I've been feeling you know, this yeah. next point that I wanted to talk with you about. Like yeah. there's so much energy right now. Yeah. And I've been feeling all these emotions that I typically like, where are these emotions coming from? I don't even know if they're mine. Mm-hmm. Like I was feeling overwhelmed. Like all last week I was feeling laid down. I was feeling overwhelmed. And normally I'm pretty upbeat and perky and there's just so much going on right now in the world. And also, too, as as we work with clients and stuff, we subconsciously take on these emotions, I think, you know, into our body. And I find that I think I eat, you know, emotionally when I get stressed, overwhelmed, anxious. I find myself – and then I'm a snacker. I don't necessarily, like, binge eat, but I'll have, like, a small snack. And then, like, yeah. an hour later, I'm, like, find myself and, like, having a small snack again. Yeah. <laughs> And so it's kind of like throughout the day, I'll eat like two, three things and then I'll go back and eat two, three things again. (laughs) Yep, totally. Yeah. And something that I've learned is like, I have to check myself before because I can feel myself going, I want to go eat something because like I'm feeling some type of way. And my job in that Mm -hmm. moment is to catch myself because in a way for me, emotional eating is a way of like abuse. It's also a way for me to numb myself out. So instead of being powerful enough to go, okay, what needs to be alchemized? What needs my love right now? I go straight into, well, I'm just going to eat to like make this pain go away. But the crazy part about it is that after I eat, then all the guilt and shame comes in. So now I'm worse than before that I started. Right. Right. So, right. Mm -hmm. So the work is before you go do that, drop in and let's love what's coming up. And a lot of people, obviously, we're living in crazy times, right? The energies are insane. And as I'm sure you are a highly sensitive person, like, we can feel everything, right? And so yeah. our job right now as we do this healing journey is we'll get to a place 
where you you'll be powerful enough to know like, oh, this isn't mine. Let me open, clear and detach. Mm -hmm. But then right now for me, like the other like I went to Costco, right? And I walked out, I was right. And I felt so like heavy. And like, I knew that I picked up energies from Costco, but I knew that those energies were also riling up what's inside of me. Right. Mm -hmm. I like, I didn't have to decipher. Okay. That's my, I just dropped in and like cleared and loved whatever I was feeling. And then I felt 10 times better. But like my boyfriend, for example, like is at a place in his journey where he can go, oh, that's because I was just in Costco and then this is my stuff, but he still has to open, clear and detach from whatever it is. And if you can't, clear what's there that means probably it's yours so we got to drop in and we got to investigate of like what's actually going on i have a confession i don't even go to the store anymore because of the energies i do almost all online ordering and i like whether it's costco walmart because i can't do it like i get anxious and there's um, you know energies and my husband's like you can't avoid the store forever and i'm like watch me Yeah, it's difficult. But I did actually have to go into Costco just the other day because we were having a party. It was my birthday. And we had to go get some things. And I felt so, like, energetically drained after, especially since it's been so long since I've been in a place like that. So, yes. But, you know, to your point, the first key is recognizing, especially with with the eating, because there is that moment right before, you know, you go and you grab something from the fridge or you grab, you know, the – just a handful of this or a handful of that. There is that moment. Yeah. And so, yeah, so, you know, dropping in and asking yourself and just doing like an internal check. Yeah. Like, what am I feeling right now? Yeah. And writing it down. Yep. Yeah. Totally. Yep. And something else you mentioned too is, you know, about your partner. And so I'm sure that you, you know, with working with people, come across maybe, you know, couples or people, you know, clients who are in relationships where they're at different places in their partner. Me and my friend were just talking about this earlier today because I have a lot of my clients, they're just feeling very disconnected maybe from their spouse or their partner because different places in their healing journey. And I was telling her that I'm part of Toastmasters. And it's so interesting because our Toastmasters club has become like this spiritual woo-woo club. Like, I'm like, are we attracting? (sighs) And so yesterday I got up and I did my speech. I was talking about my work and I do the Dolores Cannon technique. And a guy came up to me after. He's like, tells me, Ellie, he's like, you know, I've been so lonely. And he started opening up to me. He's like, because I'm like a man on this journey and none of my friends are emotionally connected. And I don't know what to do. And. So I was telling him, I was like, yeah, you know, a lot of people are going through that right now. So do you find that your clients, you know, are in different pages a lot of times in their spouse or in their relationships? Yeah. Because I've noticed that pattern for sure. Yeah, of course. And, you know, at the end of the day, we can't ever control anybody else's journey, right? We can't save anybody else. And then the question that I would take people deeper on is Mm -hmm. this need for your partner or for people around you to be on the same wavelength as you is most likely a wound, right? Because then there's the I need, right? Anytime there's a need, that's a wound. And it's like, why do you need somebody to be connected? Why do you need someone to stand by you? Why do you need these things? And the disconnection and the loneliness they feel is really what's inside of them. And so when you go on this journey, you connect deeper and deeper to the truth of who you are you'll see that you won't need anybody. Everybody else that actually enters in your life is a bonus. And so people really need to understand. And this is where it gets really tricky with like people are like, I need to find my tribe. I need to find my tribe. And it's like tribes for the most part, what I've witnessed is all codependency and attachment. It's children being like, we need to be together because we're kids and I'm disconnected and I need you. And a powerful being doesn't need anybody. 
And so we got to do work on where we feel disconnected and why we feel so alone. Because when you find your power in that, it no, those things are not even in existence. When you talk about finding like the root cause mm-hmm. in your work, using the modalities that you use, like what are some like the techniques that you do? Do you work like with hypnosis to go back and find or, you know, the root cause or what, what are some of the methods that you implement? Yeah. So we do a step-by-step process on how to get to the root cause. And so mm-hmm. everything that we do is energy. We work with energy because yeah. every thought you have, every emotion you feel, every behavior you do is an energy, right? Mm-hmm. And so we teach people how to go from the trigger down to the inner child wound. And everything we teach is feel. And so yeah. even when you write your thoughts down, those are all codes. So I'll give you an example. Um, okay. I made this Instagram video because I worked through this recent trigger of every time my boyfriend eats my snacks, I get super triggered by it. And yeah. <laughs> every single time I'm like, Ellie, what is happening? Like, why are you getting so angry at him? So I started to do the work on it and I went from the trigger and I started writing down like what my mind was saying and the mental programs were, you're taking something I love away from you're taking something and it's not right and I hate you for it. Those were the mental programs that were running. And as soon as I started feeling the energy of that, I went straight into seven-year-old. The energetic memory popped up because your body remembers the memory. People think that they have to remember with their minds. And it's like, no, just feel the energy of what you're feeling. It's existed before. It was birthed at a very, probably very young age, right? That we don't even know. We don't even know how to connect the dots. So then when I connected that, what it brought up was like when I was seven, I used to have this blanket that was like my security and it was like my comfort. And it was like I had it since I was a baby. And one day I came home and my mom threw it out. And it was like no conversation, no regard. I felt betrayed. I cried for days. And it's not have anything to do with the blanket, right? It's about what the blanket symbolized for me. And so that's what happens every time my boyfriend's taking something away from me that I love. It's bringing up that trauma that I didn't process Mm -hmm. when I was younger. And so the work that we teach is, yeah, write down the things that your mind is saying. What are you emotionally feeling? How are you behaving it? When was the first time you felt like this? And I have seen clients go to crazy places by just feeling it's and everything teaching, get out of your mind. It's not about remembering. It's about feeling the emotion. I'll give you another example. I I moved into a new home with my boyfriend. Um, I had been cleaning all day and he was like, hey, listen, why don't you go run errands? And when you come back, the place will be clean. And when I came back home, the place wasn't clean. And I heard my mental programs running of you don't care about me whenever I ask you to do something like you're not doing it and this isn't fair. And I just feel like I'm like I'm, I'm not listened to. And when I really sat down and I felt the energy of it, I was like, oh, my God, this is six year old me right now, because I always felt like my dad was always saying no to me. You know, everything I asked, it was like it was no, like everything I wanted. It was no. Right. It was all of these times where I was just like saying you're saying one thing. Right. But you're not pulling through and following through with what it is that I'm asking you for. And so that was the wound that was showing up in that moment. And so my job is to spend time with my inner child who didn't process that trauma or process that experience or what that made her feel like, because what it really made me feel like was like, you don't care about what I ask you. You don't care about what I think. You don't care of, um, you know, fulfilling what I'm asking you of. Right. And that was like my, me and my dad's relationship. And so my job in that moment is to drop in, connect, be with my inner child, have her connect to her power and us alchemize as we feel the depths of whatever is coming up um, with the love that we are. That's the that's the process that we teach. There's so many situations that can actually benefit from that process. Like when you were just talking, 
I just had a flash of something that I go through with, with my significant other. Yeah. He loves to go and clean, quote unquote, but cleaning to him is like throwing away other people's things. Mm-hmm. And so he will go like determine that my things are trash and throw them out and not tell me or ask me. And he does the same thing with my son now too. Yeah. And so it's that's really triggering because yeah. I'm like, who are you to decide that like my belongings are trash and then to throw them away without asking me or telling me or even just checking with me. And so that really triggers me. And so I'm going to absolutely apply that exercise (laughs) next time that situation comes up. I'd love to ask you, what does it make you feel? Anger. And then in sadness, if I'm doing a gut check, absolutely. Like sadness. They're like, why would you do that to me? And definitely anger. Yeah. So emotions come up. Beautiful. So it sounded like the first one that came up was anger, right? Anger is a more powerful feeling for us to feel than anything else, right? And so you need to allow yourself to feel that anger. But then as soon as you said anger, then you felt sadness. And then I felt the energy in that. I felt you like drop a little and I felt and then the thing that you said after is like, why would you do something like that to me? And like, that's the pain right there. That's your pain. That's an aspect of your inner child that's showing up in that moment right there. And so your job is to get really curious by feeling like everything you just said to me were codes. Those are codes to your pain. So taking a moment and being like, when was the first time I felt like this? Or who was the first person that made me feel like this? And that will bang, get you to the inner child. Yeah. He's going deeper and deeper with the feelings. Mm -hmm. Hey, soul travelers, pardon the interruption, but I just have to tell you about quantum healing hypnosis because one session forever changed my life and now I'm living my purpose to help others just like you. I was so lost in my life and absolutely miserable in my career until I received the guidance needed from my higher self. Now I'm spreading awareness about the life-changing modality of quantum healing hypnosis. In one single session, we will spend the day journeying deep into your subconscious mind and unlock the hidden wisdom within. We'll revisit a past life, explore what your soul does between lifetimes, Your subconscious mind will scan your body, looking for health concerns, and perform self-healing. They'll even connect directly to the Akashic Records so that you could get your most important life questions answered. Quantum healing hypnosis is absolutely nothing like a traditional hypnosis session. And you know that everything is 100% legitimate because nothing is being filtered through a third-party practitioner, and your higher self will never misguide you. Your session is audio recorded so that you could listen back and play all of the advice that your higher self spoke to you under hypnosis. So if you're ready for personal growth and a positive change, then it's time to discover the essence of who you truly are. Book a session with me today at thesoulexperiences.com. Now back to the show. Yeah, definitely the surface level, the first emotion is anger and then sadness and then like questioning like why and then who are you to do that? You know, so much stuff comes up just by gut checking. It's amazing. And I feel like too society wants us to just turn off that part of us, like the emotions and mask it Like to your point earlier. No, like don't don't check in and do an emotional check, you know, go out and drink or numb yourself with pain, you know, with numb the pain with food. And so, you know, as we start to move from this mind-based way of thinking and, into, and drop into more, you know, the heart-based living, we're starting to expand. And I'm so excited to see, like, what happens in the world and society. I think that this is a really you know, great time to be alive right now. There's so much going on. 
Oh, um, it's a beautiful time. And I know that in 10 years, I'll look back and go, wow, we did that. And I did that. And man, that was really difficult. And I think for me, the biggest mm-hmm. thing has just been this path has not been easy for me. Um, doing the yeah. healing path has not been easy in any way, um, especially because I've just always struggled with depression since I was a kid. And now that I have to go into like the full, like full realm of that has been really hard for me to feel everything that's really in there. And like, seeing and understanding now like I was such a sensitive and emotional child and like nobody knew what to do with me and I didn't know what to do with me and you know I knew really young that I had to suck it up and fake it and put on a mask because I knew that somebody like me wasn't going to be able to survive a place like this I knew that really young I knew that people weren't like me I knew that I was different and I told myself different is bad so become like everybody else you know Mm -hmm. I've spent most of my career in Hollywood And so even being in that world and like being surrounded by all that energy, like really made me mentally and emotionally sick. And that was what I started me going into my awakening journey. And man, this path is not easy. I know my my teacher has a quote, you know, light workers are here to illuminate the darkness with the light that they are. And I know that like, that's what I came here to do. My soul vibrates. I hear that. And nothing about that is easy, but hot damn, like, when I reach my power, when I connect to myself, when I alchemize and I grow more powerful, like I'm like, okay, this is all worth it. And I'm here for myself, but I'm here for the collective because we are the collective. Um, there's been a lot of different cycles of this journey. I'm sure you can relate. And, but there are these moments where the fire's blazing inside of me and I'm mm-hmm. like, wow, we came here to shift humanity back into love, yeah. back into oneness. And what a mission. Uh, it, yeah. It's a wild. And you know I've been getting feedback from so many of my clients. I'm curious if you have had the same experience where they're just being activated. And so I'm not sure. Are you familiar with quantum healing hypnosis, the Dolores Cannon technique much? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So we go to, you know, so deep into the hypnosis and we scan the body and the subconscious mind looks for upgrades and activations. And sometimes it doesn't manifest right there in the middle of the session. My client will leave and then I'll get a call. <laughs> I love when my phone rings and it's like a previous client because I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. And I'll get a call or an email or a text. And like just a couple of weeks, within the last couple of weeks, I've had the three or four of my clients are like, holy hell, like my clairs are activated. I have one client who says that there's like this tingling that's going on in the back of his neck through his whole spine. And then he's starting to get like these visions and all of these amazing activations. And I have one client that's just that, that the energy is so strong in her hands. Her hands are like warm and tingly like all day long. And Beautiful. like, yes, <laughs> you are being activated. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I would love to do one of those one day for sure. I've never actually been in hypnosis. I did a meditation one time where I went to hypnosis and it was, cr- I left my body. It was crazy. Um, That's the only time I've ever experienced it. And I love Dolores Cannon. So the, you know her work and you do her work is so, so fun. Um, but yeah, I definitely see a lot of people ascending mm-hmm. and getting activated and their gifts coming online and people just becoming more magical and powerful as, you know, they do the work to unclog the pipes, I like to call them, mm-hmm. right? We have all these programs that run that keep us in disconnection and keep us connected. And the more work that we do on ourselves, like watch what happens because you are a magical divine being with gifts. They've just been so suppressed and hidden. And, you know, we don't live in a world where they tell you who we are. And so, um, yeah, I see a lot and it's it's fascinating. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, you know, one thing, like once you start to really wake up and look around, my goodness, it's so apparent and so yeah. obvious to me now, Ellie, like how hard 
they are working to keep us okay. suppressed. Yep. Um, you mentioned and Hollywood. And Hollywood, the music industry, yep. the news, like yep. anything. It's like, look over here, look over there, like destruction, destruction. So if you don't like check internally with yourself. And one of the things that I talk about often is that, you know, intuition, we really more now than ever, we have to truly rely on our intuition for the truth. Yeah. Because there is so much misinformation out there and so much confusion between social media and the news and people just talking. It's just like, how do you know what's real? Yeah. How? The only way you can truly know is just to check internally with, with your gut and with your instincts. And I yeah. think that the more that we lean on our intuition, more and more people are going to start to realize that they are eternal beings just here having a human experience. Yeah, totally. You know, I was telling my boyfriend this this morning. I was like, I can't trust anything. Anything that they show me on social media, like I used to be super gullible and just believe it all. And now I'm like, I cannot trust anything. All I got to yeah. trust is like my heart and like mm -hmm. do the work so that that's clear so that I can have clear discernment and also never become too gung-ho with anything or anybody because once you get lost in the sauce, it's really hard to have clarity or see clearly. And so, um, I love that you brought this up because, yeah, we have to be very discerning because there are what's the quote? There are, you know, wolves wearing sheep. I don't know what the what the quote is. but you know. Yeah. Wolves in sheep's clothing. Yes. Or, I, yeah. yeah. And yes. sometimes the people that you think you can trust, like they'll sideswipe you so fast. Like that's what they want. And I'm like, whoa, it is scary out there right now. So mm -hmm. let me just connect back to myself so I know what is true for me. And I'll stick. I know this is also though, like it's so apparent and so obvious once you actually look look at it. For instance, the word influencers. Mm. They're literally telling you like what they're there to do. Like yeah. they're there to influence and persuade you. Yep. You know, television, like it's literally tells you like what it is that, you know, yeah. doing, you know, TV program is programming you. And so it's like people wake up, like yep. It's right in front of our faces. So, yes, I think that the more that people, you know, wake up, that we're going to start to see major shifts. What are you working on? What's what's up next for you? Any projects or any speaking events? Yeah. Uh, about what you're doing. Yes. My soul definitely came here to be a performer. You know, I think that's why I've been on camera for so long and acting mm -hmm. and all these things. So I'm doing a storytelling event, actually. I have a seven-minute set. I'm really excited for it. I haven't been on a stage for a while um, at the end of October in L.A. Um, funny people cried, too. And, mm. and I'm just actively coaching um, my one-on-one -on -one clients. I coach group classes and things like that. And so um, that's kind of, yeah, my life right now and raising two dogs. And I just moved to a new city. So everything's very, um, so yeah, that, that's my life right now. Where are you calling from today or where are you connecting with us? From? I'm in San Diego, but I'm an East Coaster, okay. born and raised in Jersey and lived in New York for a long time. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. so did you just recently move? Yeah. Because you so, said you were in Holly. Hollywood. Right. So. Yeah. So I'm um, officially out of New York last August. Mm, yeah. That's a big change. <laughs> New York is so fast paced. Like I love the city, but I don't think I could ever live there because there's so much energy and it's just, it's a little too fast paced for me. Yeah. So you, you enjoying it and on the West Coast more or do you miss home? I miss home just for the seasons. And like, I have really, really nostalgic memories of like, doing my grind and like hustling really hard for my career in my 20s. So yeah. I'll always love New York, but like, I can't imagine me living there with like as sensitive as I am now. Mm -hmm. um, before I was so clogged and blocked. Like I would, I didn't even know I was sensitive, you know, but now I yeah. know like, oh my God, I probably would not want to be around that many people mm -hmm. at all. Um, I, I love the West coast because you know, but there's mountains out here and like I go on beautiful hikes all the time. And so 
nature and um, the best mm-hmm. thing about being here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been lovely having you on the show today. Can you let listeners know where they can connect with you? Yeah. If you guys want to work with me or anybody in my organization, um, you can set up a coaching consultation at the links in my bio on my TikTok on my Instagram. And it's L-E-Y-J Lee. I also have a podcast called Masters of Self University podcast where you guys can check out and listen. And uh, yeah, that's where you can. Lovely. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It's been such a pleasure chatting with you. And thank you for the work that you do and being such a beautiful light worker. This podcast is brought to you by The Soul Experience, quantum healing hypnosis. Are you ready to embark on an inward journey of quantum healing? Quantum healing hypnosis is the most profound method of inner work and self-healing someone can do while on a spiritual path. In a single session, you experience past life regression, exploration between lifetimes, self-healing performed by your subconscious, release of trapped trauma, and answers to your most important life questions. Your higher self has a message for you and is here to help you and guide you on this life journey. Book a session today with Jennifer Mitchell at thesoulexperiences.com.